We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo coming to you late at night because the Mavericks don't play at normal times anymore it has (laughs) been a long saturday and the mavericks gave josh and i a little bit of a present by beating the crap out of the denver nuggets 116 to 103 how are you josh uh i'm doing good it has been a saturday for reasons we don't have to get into but (laughs) it was very nice that by the time i got settled in today that the mavericks uh played a really good game and bonus points for me uh, I'm a very good site editor. I did not tune into the game right away, and I missed the entire 10 start. So from my perspective, the Mavericks basically played a perfect game. Well, if you look at it, if you look at it that way, the Mavericks yeah. got down 10-0 and then r- rattled off a 116-93 to run. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and- they basically killed them from, from the, from the five-minute mark of the first quarter to the end of the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a, you know, so for peeling back to the game that they lost the other night, which has been talked about at length, talked about it in our locker room. I talked, we talked about it in our podcast. It was a very frustrating way because the Mavericks came off of that Spurs game and looked really good. And then when they start this game down 10-0, I'm just sitting here thinking, are you kidding me? Because right before <laughs> the game, my five-year-old son somehow threw up all over his bed and I'm just like, ah, oh, this is going to be a great, so I'm, I'm gonna have oh, a great God. time. This is a great time is what's going to happen. And then the Mavericks just just really kind of took it to the Nuggets. Um, The player we got to start to is the same player we talked about after the Spurs game. And Chris Tavis who uh, just won the defensive belt, which is fantastic. And 
you know, we can talk about his offensive box score. He was 25 and six, uh, really solid offensive game, really good shooting, uh, which is, you know, sometimes has been sort of the bane of his offense this year uh where it just shots good looks won't go down but he was really having things going tonight but defensively he was all over the place lots of you know he guarded he he guarded Jokic who is a true MVP candidate and I think you know really a person that that if if Embiid stays out for a while with the injuries and ends up missing you know two like more than three weeks I think Embiid is going to be like an actual top two to three candidate and Porzingis just guarded him really well early on. And Porzingis uh, no, and, and Jokic is the kind of guy who, this is probably a bad analogy, but I'm tired. My brain's broken. He, he's, he's like a final form Pokemon. The guy just <laughs> knows. He, he, he figures out how to carve you up. And you know, the guy looking at his box score tonight, he, he had 26, 8, and 11. Um, really a sterling game. And the, the, after, you know, Porzingis used his length to bother him pretty much throughout the game on, you know, once he got his body into Porzingis, it was kind of over. And, and I saw some people and, you know, kind of complaining about that online, but nobody was going to be able when, when a guy like Jokic who is that skilled with both hands gets going in the post, all you can really do is be tall and hope he misses or send a double which the Mavericks did a few times. And then, and you know, they, they hit some shots. Like they, they really play, had a pretty good game plan that executed well enough that I enjoyed watching. And Porzingis was, was a key factor in that he had three blocks, some real good help side. Like he just looked active and it's the sort of thing where I've been railing on him in specific video clips the last I don't know, 20 games or so where the guy just wasn't able to get to plays that I thought he should given his height and length. And really it just, he, he looked a little bouncier. It, it was really nice to see. It's the, the sort of thing that, that I hope he keeps up obviously. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's, you know, beating the nuggets is great. Cause they're a really good basketball team. Yeah, and I think that's been the thing I've been wanting to watch basically since they got that first eight days off with the winter break because it's just how springy is Kristaps. It's not necessarily about his uh, scoring because I think that's been that's been pre- I think that's pretty well taken care of to some degree. Obviously, there's they, there's it's still a work in progress in terms of consistency and then the shot profile, but you know offensively was it was never that was never really the biggest issue even when the Mavericks struggling like the Mavericks were still scoring pretty well with him on the floor just because of the type of player he is it's always been you know dating back to to end of January till now it's been the defense uh and you're right you know this was a really good defensive game from him and just more than just stats more than just seeing the shots he altered you nailed it it's just how he looked like he like I've been saying this repeatedly, like the word I've been used to describe him uh, for the first half of the games he played in the season was he looked like he was in quicksand. And yeah. that does that seems to be going away by by the game. And it doesn't look like that anymore. And like you yeah. said, he's springy. He's quick off the floor. He's getting he's rotating to the rim. Like, remember, you talked about like you you kind of can clip out a lot of moments when he was just not rotating and not covering the basket when he should be and i feel like those really bad gaffes uh are kind of evaporating as as these games go by like you just don't see him as much anymore yeah 
Yeah, and and Jokic is such a good litmus test. And I, I yeah. will say, you know, I, I continue my arguing with people online because I can't help myself. But anybody that says he's looked good for a month is only paying attention to one side of the ball. He has looked good offensively. Let's you know, let's not not make that mistake. It's it's that he his defense has been questionable to the point that there were reports for two weeks that the Mavericks had considered trading him. These are not things we're making up. I understand that they're that that you know the the good really washes away the bad as it should. Uh, I would love to see Porzingis continue this. This is a night uh, two two games ago. I talked about how I wanted to see him do it again. This is an example of that. I'm really delighted about that. Uh, I, I want to see more of it, I, though. I don't think you know. I, I'm pretty sure that I think they play Clippers, Clippers, Portland, Portland. I doubt he plays all four of these games. But you know that's not that's not on him, so we can't hold him responsible for that. But just really pleasant to see him uh, uh, doing well. Um, I would like to see a little more off ball movement. He did some ball watching tonight, but when the Mavericks are up by you know fifteen or eighteen, it's kind of you know what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, the other guy who played another really really good game and and looks was probably you know the the guy responsible mostly for breaking the seal for the Mavericks was Josh Richardson who hit 20 points, four rebounds, four assists, you know, a couple of steals and and his he was four or five from three and we're talking like bombs. Uh a very in the Kristaps Porzingis I don't you know don't don't give a fuck vein. Like just very ridiculous three-point shots. Uh, and, and looked like how he looked in the preseason where just like very free and I don't know, it's probably not sustainable. I, he's, you know, he's a 33% guy. We kind of got that at this point, but it really shows you that added element of, of what the Mavericks offense is capable of. If someone else other than Luca and KP is hitting where it just becomes, it results in, in the defense panicking and the Mavericks ball movement because of the Richardson threes and really the, the closeouts that started happening for Denver was outstanding. Oh yeah. They had Denver in the torture chamber for most of the night. And especially that beautiful third quarter uh, where they really, you know, Denver was on the second night of a back-to-back and they really had a rock fight of a game the night before against Memphis and Memphis mm-hmm. will probably make you uh, hurt the next morning when you play them. They're that kind of team. Right. Uh, so, and, and what was great was like, I'm not trying to use that at to, negate the the Mavericks performance I'm, I'm using that as a as a positive in the sense that like the Mavericks jumped on it like and they they wore Denver out and they they saw a tired team and they kind of pounced and they built up a 20 point lead in the third quarter uh and yeah of course it got a little close in the fourth but you know it never got single digits and, and that's okay because Denver's good uh but that was really nice to see them take advantage because we've seen this Mavericks team you know before not necessarily take advantage when they finally get breaks like this uh, and yeah, the ball movement was pristine. Twenty six assists, eight turnovers. Uh, Luca, who didn't have a, a sterling second half, uh, he was really like on it in the first half. I mean, he was on it the whole game, but I'm just talking scoring wise. He, I mean, he had sixteen in the first half, so he only had five in the second. But man, his passing was very, very crisp. Uh, he was. Yeah, he, he started trying some stuff. It was so yes, crisp. yeah. He started he, like there was one turnover that he was trying to get to KP on the right wing where he gets all the way basically to the block and tries a like one-handed reverse bounce pass that got intercepted 
where he had had a couple in that vein, one to Josh Richardson that had me in our slack going, what is happening? It was, it was really something to watch. I, I would like to see, and, and that's all three point shooting. There wasn't a ton of stuff at the rim for Luca's assist tonight. And, and that there's some, but not, not the sort of thing that we saw in the game against San Antonio, which is where Porzingis, for example, did all of his damage. And so that, that's kind of the one element, the one consistent element the Mavericks are really missing in their offense right now. But yeah, you know, it, it doesn't really matter comparatively. And, yeah, and, and against a team like Denver that plays Millsap and Jokic, that's okay because they don't want to leave the paint. So if you you're gonna be able to create, you know, if the ball is moving, you're gonna be able to get three point shots because Jokic does not want to step out. And when him and Millsap are on the floor together, they really don't want to, you know, extend their overextend their defense too much. So that was okay tonight. Like you know. You don't necessarily want a ton, a ton of rim shots against this Denver team because you know Jokic would probably prefer that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, like you said, it definitely is a missing element. I mean, they only had 16 free throw attempts. Um, so yeah, Luca only had six. Uh, KP only had zero. <laughs> only KP had zero, uh, which was like the only thing. Like I keep looking at his free throw. Like he is just not getting to the line. And no, but that's the shot profile stuff. And yeah. A lot of jumpers. In his you game. just you just kind of got to live with it, and yep. and he had so he had five five makes and four misses inside the three point line, and a couple of like they're all like crisp jumpers. He had what's, yeah, they what's, all look great, and they weren't like bad necessarily. The only one that like I actually made a comment on that I thought was bad was he had a real cool side pick and roll with Luca from the right side where he catches the ball kind of in the dirk spot and he pulled up immediately whereas there was no one else but one man between him and once again his 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 lack of wanting to dribble with his right hand drives me crazy where if he takes one power dribble because his shot was so effective at that point he would have dunked it because he probably would have gotten somebody whoever was on him shaken out of his shoes but you know that's kind of a minor complaint i mean the three yeah, point shots tonight the three-point shots tonight were him for him were a riot. He's five of seven from distance, and all uh, four of the five were from far away. They <laughs> yeah, were, the ones you hate. Well, I, I for good reason. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm, you know, he hasn't uh, shot those that I mean, well. I've been explained why the shot matters in that one. If he makes one, everybody else starts to panic, and that was mm-hmm. pretty evident. Um, so I'll go with it. But but. It's just a, I don't know. It's, it's one of those games where where it felt like it was going to go downhill in a hurry, and it didn't. And it was very nice to see. Um, I I I was pleased to, to to see that the Mavericks, you know, they won the rebounding battle, which is seems to be. I, I I don't know this, but the games where the Mavericks, you know, win and win the rebounding battle is 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 just it's it's impressive to that's the thing that they really got to focus on um, is, is getting more boards. They, they got to figure out something there, but um, yeah. I don't know. This is a nice game. Probably not, probably not a ton really to comment about other than I think I would really like to watch like seven games of those guys in the, in a, in a playoff series. I think oh, the, yeah. the chess match between both these teams is actually pretty fun. The, the, uh, I had a number of nuggets. People tell me that they were really missing Monty Morris. Who's, who's the backup point guard, which is why, um, what's the guy's name? Facuzo. I don't want to say his. I don't want to butcher his name. Composo. Uh, the the short guy. Yeah. Um, Composo. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Yeah, and his first name is Facu. Okay, that makes me <laughs> feel better. Facundo Composo. Um, 
he he was just sort of ruinous for aspects of their game because he gambles yeah, a lot. He yeah. can't shoot. It it's it's like like strong Berea vibes of from him, where it's like when things are going great, they're going awesome with him, but when they go bad, he's probably part of the reason why they lose. So yeah, um, uh, I think it's worth noting that I, the thing that I really want to take away from this game is that Richardson. He played 35 minutes, and I know we've been talking about how you know the minute counts for the non-Luca, non-KP crucial guys is getting up there. But but besides that, uh, this was one of the first games I feel like he, he kind of closed. I mean, I know he's closed other games, but it, it's it feels like the last time he had a game like this where the Mavericks were in a relatively close game in the fourth quarter. And I mean, it was like 12, 15 points. It's not terribly close, but you know he would go out. And Rick would close the fourth quarter with like a Luca Hardaway, Finney Smith, Kleba Porzingis, or he'd put Brunson in for Hardaway. And Richardson sat some fourth quarters, even when he would have like a really good, you know, first three fourths of the game. So it was really cool to see Richardson play well for three quarters, play the fourth quarter, and stay on the floor uh, during, you know, winning time and make a couple plays. I think get a couple layups in the fourth quarter, got to the free throw line. So that was nice because you've been saying, you know, these Dorian games where he doesn't have it, you know, he's closed some games over Richardson. Uh, and it's been kind of odd because it's like, why did you, you know, this guy that you wouldn't got uh, who is supposed to be your third best player and he's not playing long stretches of the fourth of important minutes in the fourth quarter just always seemed very strange. Mm-hmm. So it was So that was cool. And I really liked the lineup. It was, it was Brunson, Luca, Richardson, Kleba, Porzingis. And then uh, Finney Smith, when it was obvious that the the Nuggets were were going to go basically Jokic the five, and then four perimeter guys, they put in Finney Smith for Kleba, and that's another another really tasty lineup uh, that what? I would love to see get some more data. You data said on. something. You said something there that I I would like for for someone to follow up on who's not me. Dorian <laughs> Finney Smith played a very interesting game tonight. I don't. I'm not looking at a stats line because I have a couple, I have so many things pulled up on my computer at the moment. But he had a couple offensive rebounds that stand out in my brain. Yeah. And I think of that as I, I believe we talked about Porzingis's offensive rebounding two games ago. And I'm wondering if there's any sort of correlation between the Mavericks offensive rebounding and their winning. Because as we've talked at length, the Mavs can't guard anyone in transition. I I, I question Jamal Mosley's like strategy because the Mavericks just suck at it and have for a long time. They can't pick up anybody in transition. So if that's the case, I kind of want them to send somebody else at the at the offensive glass just because. Because like, what, what are you going to lose? Right. What they're not guarding anybody, so what are you going to lose? And I feel like like that offensive boarding is a big part of of. of Porzingis's confidence and he just gets some interesting looks that way and, and I don't know it just and, and and Dorian had a couple tonight that were if it, it at least slowed the Nuggets uh, transition opportunities down when you got to deal with them you know like Powell used to be really good at this but he can't jump anymore he had that you know whole slap out thing the stuff Tyson Chandler used to do way back in the day and the Mavericks just haven't had that in any consistency and I don't know. I, I'm wondering if there's something there because I felt that the offensive rebounding, and then I, let me just go pull up the totals. They had 12 offensive rebounds tonight. Which, you know, and so did the Nuggets. Um, but 12 for them, 
That's a lot. It's a lot for them. They usually go like four, four to yeah. five. I don't know. I could be wrong. There's the they're they're not one of the higher offensive rebounding teams in the league. That I do know. So it's no. it's it's just I don't know something I was thinking about. Yeah, no, it it correlates. Uh, that's a that's one of the better parts. I mean, this isn't me trying to be a knock on him, but that is one of the better parts of Finney Smith's game. He is a, yeah. I mean, he's a like legitimately, he is a good offensive rebounder, especially for his position. And that's a valuable that's a valuable thing, especially in a league where the you know if you can zig while the league zags and mm-hmm. in a significant way, because you know I think that's the tra- you know offensive rebounding is not necessarily in vogue for a right. lot of teams. So you know that's a thing that's an that's an advantage you know, and they, they should take advantage of it. Yeah, I don't know. Great, it's great win. Really yeah. nice. It, you know, they play another. I believe at least like the next few games they have are somehow later start times than I would like. So it's really nice. You know, if I'm gonna be up at one in the morning, I'm not at least not gonna be mad. Um, <laughs> hey, before we go, can I can I offer a critical piece of advice to Mavericks rookie Josh Green? It, um, um, I know he will so not be listening to this, but invent a time machine, go yeah. back in time and tank your Mavs draft workout. What no, you know? No. <laughs> My man, for for the love of God, um, you know, you're not, I understand that you are not going to get a lot of opportunities this season and you really feel like you got to make the most of it. But I implore you in the, when you get on the floor, can you please do everything in your power to not dribble into a contested floater the first 30 seconds you get out onto the floor? Uh, because this is killing me, dude. Uh, he is a remarkably unaware basketball player. I mean, it's okay. Like, like I'm not mad that he's like ba- that he's been bad in like the two minutes spurts he's playing. Like, whatever. Sure. But it's just like, man, like you're you're gonna get sent to like the old, like not just the phantom zone, but like the ultra phantom zone, like but beyond the no Nerlens Noel range, like. You cannot just get on the floor, dribble to dribble to the free throw line, throw up a contested one-handed shot that hit the rim. The like he's played four minutes yeah. in the last two games, and he's got two of those. Yeah. He's done that They're twice. Awful. Yeah. They're awful. It, it, like, it's like my, a and I get great, it. Oh, go ahead. Good. Ahead. There's that great gift that you use a lot, that infomercial gif of like the guy trying to wash his car yeah. and dropping <laughs> yes. and dropping all the crap as he goes out there. That is how. Uh, Josh Green looks as he drives to the basket. Yes. And just like, man, maybe watch some Dorian Finney Smith rookie film and be like, just when you're in on the floor, yes, it's two minutes. You're not you probably aren't gonna get a shot if you don't do something like that. But man, who can like <laughs> I feel like he's just given Rick ammo to never like just to never play him ever, ever, ever again. And it's just killing me. Like just play hard defense, maybe grab a board, and then on offense, man, just run to the corner. Just please yeah. run to the corner, and, and I promise you things will get better for you. There was a uh, day-long kind of conversation on Mavs social media about Rick Carlisle um, and, and somebody who, and I don't know who, it doesn't matter, but the thought was that, like, you know, maybe Rondo had a point about Carlisle and just, like, let me just put out into the wilderness that if you said that, then you weren't there. I, I, you weren't an active Mavs fan at the time. If, if, if your take on, on the Rondo Carlisle thing is that like Rondo had a point, there's no justification for that one, but Carlisle and rookies, there is some discussion to be had there. There just is, but you got to stop giving Rick reasons not to play you. Yeah. Like my God, I just, 
two games in a row and it was really literally it felt like the same like wasn't it like basically the same shot i think this one hit the rim uh the one in okc did not i honestly stopped watching the last four minutes i I mean it really it was literally (laughs) just driving against his defender not beating him to this like his defender beating him to the spot free throw line and then putting up this kind of running one-handed push shot uh that hit the back of the iron i think uh but it was just Oh my God! I just could so not believe funny. it. Uh, just please, dude, for for your own for your own well being. Oh yeah, that's really the way it goes. Well, all right. So we got just looking at the schedule here. I don't really think we're gonna have much up on the site tomorrow because it's Sunday and you and I are tired. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mavericks play the Clippers on Monday night at nine o'clock Eastern time. <laughs> of course they do, but it's in Dallas, which is some bullshit. Then mm. they play in Dallas again on Wednesday night versus the Clippers. But at least that game is on ESPN, but it's a it's a a a, a eight thirty Central Time start time. So of course it is. Then they play Portland and Portland both times, both ten o'clock <laughs> my time start times. Like I'm just going to be a husk by the, the end of the month. Um, the Mavericks can win these games though. You'll be in it like that. We just got to get that in because just they need lose a, I, honestly, the next four if they get split. I'd be pretty psyched because these, be the, same here. Clippers are good. Uh, yes. They're they're they've somehow like the Mavericks must have given them um, clutch time like the the clutch time woes because they've been a nightmare. But Portland is just a like every every person that covers basketball that I that I chat with regularly like like past like the local teams thinks that Portland is going to come crashing back to earth at some point. But I don't see how they just keep winning games. They're a good basketball team, so. Yep. Mavericks got their work cut out for them. Um, anything else, Josh? Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. missed all five of his three pointers, and he was a plus twenty-two in twenty-four Wild. minutes. And that crazy. Dwight Powell had rebounds. Eleven three. rebounds in plus thirty-three or plus thirteen. How do you like that, that? Those Denver rims were so weird. I. I <laughs> I tweeted something that affected it. It sounded like somebody taking an aluminum bat to a piece of plywood. It's just like, bah! Every, and then Powell had some that, like, hit him right in the hand. So it's, 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 you know, better to be lucky than be good. Yes. So, all right, guys. Ben Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow will be back in a little while um, Monday night. And, you know, go rate, subscribe, whatever. It's one in the morning on Sunday. And remember to roll your clock back if you haven't done it yet. Or uh, spring forward, excuse me. All right, talk to you later, guys. Have a good weekend. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.